This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to the third episode of the Alignment Alchemy podcast series that is dropping this week. Really looking forward to this conversation with you because I'm definitely going to be sharing some things that I have not shared yet online and I think that it'll be cathartic and also just inspiring with how transparent it is and I really hope that it gives you permission to just kind of sit back with yourself and be like, wow, I can really acknowledge myself right now. So before I dive into that, I just want to emphasize again, this series, Alignment Alchemy, is leading into an incredible mastermind that I'm starting in September. The enrollment is open on the 12th. Getting on the wait list allows you to register, and when you do, you'll get an extra 45-minute one-on-one call with me that you can use after the two-month mastermind together. The mastermind is also called Alignment Alchemy just because I thought it'd be smart to not have multiple names of things going on at the same time. So we're just streamlining it. You come onto this series, you'll know about the mastermind and that's just it. And so the like the real reason, let's say you're listening to this episode and you haven't listened to the first two yet of this series, the real reason why I wanted to just share my story and just bring in human design and gene keys and all the things into this is because I wanted to give legitimate concrete examples of what it looks like to live your life and normalize your entrepreneurial journey and how human design and gene keys transform that for me i think that's really powerful when you can share your story and you know use that as marketing but from a place of authenticity rather than coming from the lens of just focusing on someone's pain points and then having the solutions and so on and there's a whole another episode I could record even on that particular topic. But today is, it's so funny because as I record this, there's like part of me that has so much resistance because I know I'm going to be talking about some deep shit that might make me emotional, but it just has to be said. So today I'm going to be talking about what happened once I quit my nine to five in September of 2021 last year. So technically September 24th, was my last day working with a full-time, you know, income salaried role in the corporate industry. And I'm going to backtrack a little bit because you probably heard in the first three episodes, you know, me just sharing, just chasing this freedom of what I wanted for myself and my business and being full-time and hitting five-figure months and all these things because I thought that was like the safe zone. And the truth is there is no safe zone. The safe zone is being able to regulate your nervous system no matter what the fuck is going on around you. That's the safe zone. (laughs) And probably not what people want to hear because we think external materialistic things are going to save us, but it's not the truth. And I'm here to tell you that whether you like it or not. So in 2019, I started my business and I shared, you know, there was launching, there was moving to British Columbia, there was working for Lululemon and having that completely not pan out and then going into 2020 the pandemic and I remember in 2019 specifically this is this is how I think 
manifestation works. You know, when you declare something and you become unattached to what it looks like, or maybe, you know, we don't get as clear as we could and it turns up, it turns up a little bit differently. I remember in September, 2019, I said, by September, 2020, I'm going to be self-employed. I put it on my vision board. I said, this was the truth. That's how it was going to be. So fast forward into 2020, I started working my contract role at this fitness tech company in March, right when the pandemic started. And I left Lululemon shortly after. And because I was contracted, I was technically self-employed. And coincidentally, the way that it works in BC is that once you have hit $30,000, you have to register for a GST number for taxes and obviously get a business number so that I can claim this on my taxes for 2021. And the timing of that was September 2020. So in September 2020, that is when I officially registered my business, Kayla G and Co, and registered for a GST number. And I remember sitting there and at the time, obviously, I was working for this company and then I was doing my own coaching stuff. And I was like, oh, this is funny. Like, I am technically self-employed, but I'm not full-time in my coaching business. So it was just, it was one step in the right direction. But I remember at that time thinking like, this isn't enough. This isn't good enough. I should be full-time in my business, like making myself wrong. Couldn't even acknowledge that I'd made it to that point. And it, just looking back at myself, I'm just like, Kayla, you're being so hard on yourself. Like, why do you do this? Anyways, we move through the pandemic. So 2020 hits and then we move into 2021 and March, 2021, I had decided, and I said this in the last episode, I informed the company, I said, I'm not going to renew my contract in September of 2021. Like I need to, I want to go full time in my business. And the truth is, I didn't have a full on plan in terms of this is what I'm launching. This is what I'm selling. This, these are my passive income streams. Like I just really, as a sacral being, and I know that the sacral beings will get this, which is like 70% of the people listening to this conversation right now. I was so frustrated that at that point, if you were to hold out two platters, it was like, Kayla, you either stay in this role frustrated and completely dissatisfied, or you can choose the worst case scenario of struggling to get your business off the ground. And it was just like, I would rather struggle if that's the next worst choice than keep doing what it is that I don't want to do. And I think that just from my own experience, and you're going to hear more about this in the conversation that I have with my boyfriend in the next episode, he is a splenic projector. He's a 6'3 splenic projector, head ajna defined, root, spleen defined, everything else undefined or open. And when I would explain this to him, he's obviously this visionary person where it's like, He's got the three line, like he sees what works, what doesn't work, that defined head and ajna, very into processes, systems, like what's your plan? What are you going to do? That root pressure to spleen, like what are you going to do for safety and security? And all the bits and places that I don't have defined. So this, this was so overwhelming to me to be in this experience of like, I just can't explain that my gut is telling me I need to quit this job even if it doesn't fucking make sense. Like, I can't do this anymore. It was just like, the frustration was unbelievable. And it's not anything wrong that the company was doing. It was just my joy. My joy was not there. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I don't have enough energy to be frustrated for eight hours a day and then work for, you know, four hours at night until 1030 at night, getting things off the ground for my business. I just can't do this anymore. And so I had shared in the last episode that 
I had kind of peaked income-wise going into the summer. And then I started launching things, and I was like, okay, like, let's launch this and do this so that I can, you know, obviously carry over this $5,000 a month that will not be coming in anymore. Like, how am I going to replace that and then some? Because at this point, I'd already been investing, and I was paying for, you know, the freaking coaching certifications that I told you that I had. There's just a lot going on. And so basically by the time September hit, I'd shared that I think I'd literally made $450 that month just in coaching. And there was no turning back because they had hired someone to replace me and I'd helped train them. Like this was like full on happening. And so I had dropped into a contract role in that company that was like, didn't even, I didn't even work enough in the month to cover my rent. Like it was just literally pocket money at that point. And so I really was like just in my business. And I think at that point, my nervous system was so fried and I was so riddled with anxiety and shame and frustration having quit my nine to five. And then also just dealing with the concern and worry of my boyfriend being like, what the fuck are you doing? You crazy person. And none of it made sense. But yet I felt there's like a part of me inside that felt so peaceful. (laughs) Oh man, the paradox of this whole situation just makes my eyes roll so hard right now. Anyways, so in September, I was like, okay, I have $20,000 in my bank account that I put aside to pay my taxes. And I was like, I'm just going to have to live off of this. And whatever income I generate is just how it's going to be. Like, that's just it. And the thing is, I literally did not have the capacity to do anything for like three months. At that point, I was I was really big into the gene keys. I was contemplating the gene keys. I was just processing, feeling stuck, feeling so frustrated, confused, like not understanding, being frustrated because I've I've always been really transparent about my journey and it was just like, oh my God, it doesn't matter if I spill my heart out and I'm being honest or real. Like people aren't signing up for things. Like things aren't moving. Like what's wrong with me? There's something wrong with me. I'm not doing it right. What if this doesn't work? Like the demons were so real in those three months. And so I didn't really, I didn't really do anything. Like I was, I think I I honestly just spent that time from September until December, just focusing on regulating my nervous system. I took a lot of baths. I went for a lot of walks. As soon as I finished my nine to five, I completely interrupted my routine so that I was doing things I wouldn't normally do at at odd hours. Like I would never just go for a walk in the morning, but then I started doing that. Or I would never, you know, go in and read or go and, you know, cook breakfast at this time. Like I just literally went and, and threw shit at the wall to almost shock my nervous system in a way that was like, hey, we're changing things now. Like you're going to get used to this shock and we're going to process this. And in that three months as well, there was a lot of crying. There was a lot of crying. There was a lot of me being so grateful and privileged that I had an incredible network of women that I'd connected with online over the years that I could talk with about what I was dealing with. And one of the things too that I realized, this is my own experience, but I'm curious if you have an undefined splenic center. I have gate 48, like I mentioned, unconsciously defined and... I found that when I'm really triggered and stressed out, I have a very hard time connecting to my own intuition. Like it's like I don't trust it. It's like I can't hear it, right? And that's just an example of not having a defined center where I find that if I plug into someone, you know, who has their spleen defined, 
they literally channel and they always end up telling me what it is that I need to hear and it like reassures what I was thinking that but I had uncertainty with and I think that's also part of having an open ajna is like especially being triggered having an undefined head I'm like oh my god what's the answer is like what is the truth what do I believe like I'm just so uncertain like it's really overwhelming you're probably getting overwhelmed just listening to me explain this (laughs) so going into November and December I was like okay I have like a couple months left of money before I'm completely fucked and I went into November and I thought okay I signed up for a short group coaching program with a friend of mine who I actually coached me back in 2019 it was a small program it was like four weeks went through the the little curriculum that she had and I was like, okay, I'm going to launch, I'm going to launch a group program in December called Speak Your Truth. And I'd shared about this, I think in the first episode where I, it was funny because I had gone to Mexico for vacation in December and it was completely chaotic coming back. Just a quick side story to show you how this was so not meant to happen. So we were coming back from Mexico. Long story short, our stuff got stolen in the airport right before we were supposed to fly back to Canada. And for about 30 minutes, we had nothing. I had my phone and my mask. I had no passport, nothing. And so we ended up getting everything back. It was like some weird misunderstanding where people had taken our suitcases to their car because they thought the cab driver thought it was part of another group. So that was completely nerve wracking. And then we had to do like the COVID testing and all the things. We get back to Vancouver. And then literally two days after, I was like, I'm launching this. We're doing this. I showed up live for four days in a row in a Facebook group and recorded, you know, my story, like quite literally sharing the story that I'm sharing right now over this week, right? And I shared my story and I was so honest and I was so real. And I remember being in this group coaching program and I was like, I told them, I said, listen, I'm showing up 110%, like tits to the wall. This is my truth. This is fucking happening. Like I'm not dealing with this anymore. Like I'm committed to having a thriving business. And literally on the last day, it was so interesting because I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm not feeling 100%. And I showed up a little bit later for the live stream and not very many people were watching, to be honest. Like I think I put it on my podcast channel and some people listened, but like nothing came of it. I ended up getting covid right before Christmas and then my boyfriend got COVID and then a bunch of people in my family were sick like it was just a complete fuckery and so (laughs) after Christmas the cart was still open I'm still talking about this container literally no inquiries whatsoever and I'm like holy shit I'm running out of money (laughs) oh my god I'm just looking back at this and I'm like laughing because it was just absolutely horrendous and I'm like oh my god this is not working I'm sick like Christmas was a shit show I'm running out of money. My boyfriend's watching me like a hawk. Like, what are you doing? And nothing's working. And so literally the cart closed in January. There was no signups. And honestly, looking back, I'm like, you had no capacity for any of that, Kayla. What were you thinking? And I had a call with my coach and it was literally, I, I, was, I was devastated. I was absolutely devastated. I thought, I'm going to quit. I'm so done with this. I've been trying for three years at that point to have it work my business, to make a difference for people to show up. And I remember her and I literally cried together on the call. Like she was crying, I was crying. And she, I think she's a 3-5 projector. Yeah, and just being seen by a projector who gets it and is an entrepreneur was so 
like so needed. Like I just really needed that recognition and I was like, all right, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna deal with this. And so completely shut down after that. And then the real shit conversation came up with my partner around, okay, you have no money. What are you going to do? You need to get a nine to five. And I was like, are you serious? I literally just went through all of this. I went all in. I did the thing that people said you should do where you just quit your shit and you go all into your business. You show the universe that you're going to be fine. You jump in and it's going to catch you. And now here I am going back to a nine to five. No one talks about doing this and going back to a nine to five. Like, oh my God, I'm such a failure. Like it just, it was chaotic. And simultaneously, we were also looking for a place to live because we were going to move from Vancouver to Victoria because my partner was in the process of interviewing for a job. And I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, we're moving back to Victoria. Like finally, I've been wanting to do this for like seven years. And so I, I was in January, I had finally accepted. I was like, okay, Kayla, you're going to get a nine to five. And so I went onto LinkedIn and I, over the course of three weeks, applied to 30 different jobs related to coaching because I was still adamant that I am not just going to do anything because I would literally die of frustration if I did. And that, that in itself was very interesting. So I'm just going to like take a minute to talk about this because what I noticed on LinkedIn looking for jobs and coaching is that, first of all, there's some MLM companies out there that want to hire coaches to sell their programs. And so I, I ended up falling into some interesting conversations where it was like, oh, you're going to be self-employed, but you're selling these programs and you can make up to like $8,000 a month. And I was like, this is the biggest fucking red flag I've ever seen in my life. No, <laughs> that happened. And then also just a lot of industries or companies looking for specific ICF accredited coaching certifications. You know, at this point, I've spent $30,000 on certifications and education. I've been doing personal development for eight years and they still wanted the ICF accredited stamp on the certifications and education that I'd done. And I found this really frustrating because my understanding is that the ICF, the International Coaching Federation stamp per se, is just really emphasizing that people are aligned with the ethics involved with the ICF like credit. And those values are not anything different than what anyone would hold as a human being with integrity. And so I found that really frustrating because it was like, oh, you know, you need this very specific thing in order to be considered for this role. And I was like, okay, obviously this is not where I want to be working. And obviously this is not meant to be happening. So even though I was applying to all these jobs, I literally had an Excel sheet. Like I was tracking the things I was emailing, like I was spending hours and I was simultaneously looking up for places to live in Victoria, which was insane because there's a housing crisis. And again, I literally emailed, contacted multiple websites, property management companies, 30 to 40 locations to rent and 1% replied. And we did end up finding a place in February. And so January was really rough and I spent a lot of time, I think I had a bath like five days a week. Like I was just like, I need to like 
I don't, I need to regulate my nervous system. Like I allowed myself to cry, I allowed myself to feel like a shitty person. Like I was a complete failure. Like who was I to even continue this? Like maybe I should just quit my business for a year, come back to it. Like there was a lot going through my mind and it was really hard because I had some really difficult conversations with my partner where, you know, for him, he wants somebody who has the stability and is bringing in income and contributing to savings. And I'm trying so hard to create something that I love, that I know is sustainable, that's going to light me up, that I believe will have abundance and overflow. And it's not, it's not happening yet. And so it's hard to believe in that and deal with the shame, the doubt, and just the disappointment and the guilt from, you know, what's being shared from my partner. And it's like, all of it's valid. And it really put me in a dark space. Like I, in January, like I honestly had very dark end your life thoughts at some point because I felt so trapped and the carpet in my office floor literally became my best friend. I would just lie there and cry and be sweating and sobbing and like soaking in salty tears multiple times a week. And I just let it happen. And I think that this was part of what allowed me to regulate my nervous system is that I had the capacity to hold myself at this level of surrender and just absolute shit. And then I would come back from it. Like it was like part of me would die and then I'd be like, okay, I'm good. And I would come back from it. And it was just this breathing experience of like contracting and expanding over and over again. And it strengthened my resilience essentially. And this is really what it looks like to be embodying my 36.6 as my conscious sun and earth. Like literal, the, the, the freaking shadows are conflict and turbulence and they're both found in the emotional solar plexus, which is undefined for me. So I feel like it's extra amplified. So this was happening in January. We found a place to live in February. And what happened in February was like, I knew, so there was part of me that was like secretly applying for all these jobs that I didn't really care because intuitively I was like, something is going to come. Something's going to come. You just have to be patient. And I was like, and I actually confessed this to my partner. I was like, I was applying for these jobs, like with like half-ass intention, no attachment, mostly to distract you so that I could just continue to be in a space to trust that something was going to (laughs) happen, which is like kind of manipulative, but also it worked out. So it's, you know, okay. A savage gamble. I wouldn't want to do that again, but it worked out. So in February... I was approached to work with Eden and Paige in Undefined when they had their membership together and do human design readings. And it was crazy because I think between February and March, I had like 12 human design readings. Like things were starting to bloom in my business again. Like I had my podcast channel completely exploded and I had like double the amount of downloads and like people were finding it. And I was like, okay, I don't know what the hell is going on here, but I'm just going to go with it. And so that became another stream of income of doing the human design readings. And then in March, March 15th specifically, I was moving to Victoria with Guillaume, my boyfriend, and we were on the ferry and I was thinking, I was looking out the window and if you've ever been on the BC ferry coming from Vancouver to Victoria, it's so beautiful. It's like an hour and a half. You go in between all the islands, like you just see like blue ocean and the mountains in the background, like very BC West Coast vibes. And I remember like sitting kind of like slouching on him and I was looking out the window and I was looking at the ocean and I was looking at the mountains and I was thinking to myself, I had just started diving into the variables in human design and my environment is shore. It's like shore is natural. And I thought, I wonder, you know, 
what what happens or how long it takes when somebody is in the right environment for things to really start like magnetizing to them and I was just thinking this to myself and then I looked at my phone and Eden had messaged me she sent me a voice message and she said that she wanted to hire me onto her team full-time to help with copywriting and that I was to start this in April and it it literally shocked me because it just it just happened so quickly and I was like this is the thing that I had been waiting to respond to that I didn't even know I was waiting for and I remember being on the ferry and I literally snot cried and I was so relieved and Guillaume was like what the fuck like you are literally a crazy person with the ups and downs of my life in my business is just there's never a dull moment and I started snot crying because I was so relieved I was so grateful to be doing something that I love doing to be welcomed onto a team to not feel so isolated and to be able to be seen for skills that I didn't really realize that I had you know like having an open throat being able to amplify people's messages and just being able to speak the truth and just that's something like writing and speaking this comes very naturally to me obviously I have a freaking podcast channel with like 300 episodes so anyways almost 300 I'm manifesting that anyways this happened and we had moved into our new place and even our our place is a corner suite inside of an old building but the unit had been renovated so it's like bright all new appliances, we're southwest facing, I'm already visualizing all the plants that I'm going to buy, and at this point, there's over 30 of them in my apartment, it's been like five months, and it's not stopping anytime soon, and I was like, holy shit, like, this is it, you know, getting into the right environment totally makes a difference, because I just felt like I could receive so much better, and so March really, again, doing the human design readings, like, getting this opportunity to work on Eden's team, and I was like, holy shit, I don't have to get a nine to five like this isn't happening and I was like oh my god that's absolutely insane like I had gone to the point I was even sharing honestly on Instagram on my podcast recordings how I was looking at getting a nine to five and how shit was hitting the fan and then it like didn't happen and I was like okay here I am being so dramatic of like no one ever talks about going back to get a nine to five like this is what's happening and I'm just being brutally honest with everyone and myself and so April and May were the biggest months I had in my business. And in April, between, you know, working on Eden's team, my own, uh, la- I launched a little mini masterclass series called Vast Vision, which I'm really excited about. This is also included in the mastermind with Alignment Alchemy. This this was like a, a week-long sort of group coaching experience that I did. I dropped three videos. I dove into you know, connection charts, conscious and unconscious charts, how to interpret your gates and planets. Like it was just such an incredible tool for business owners. And I connected with some incredible people who signed up for this. And I also had someone reach out to me and want me to host this human design bit in this retreat that they were doing. So I did human design readings for all of the ladies. And then I did like a Q&A call. And so that month I hit five figures. And I was like, like over five figures. It was like over 11K. And I was like, how did this happen? Like, how did I go from in January, February, making like $1,600 of income while completely draining my tax savings account at that point to hitting five figures two months later? Like, this is so fucking volatile. And it was just really interesting. And so then May comes around and again, 
there was, you know, people booking in for sessions. Like there was just a lot of abundance, a lot of movement, the spring energy going into the summer. And then I hit 15K. And I was like, that's insane. Like, is it really going to be this easy? Like I, it doesn't feel hard. Like I thought I'd be grinding. Like it was just a very confusing time. But also I think that because my, of my willingness to sit in the shit in January and February and like really look at how I can regulate my nervous system and just hold myself in these extremes, like it felt very natural. And I wasn't, I didn't have this concern of, you know, what if it goes away? What if this, what if that? And so it was interesting because in June and July, I just felt very quiet. And it was like definitely a hermit mode, like a hermit phase in terms of, you know, being a 6'2 sacral generator. And I think I was in a generator's plateau and I was so focused on also just being part of Eden's team and like doing a lot of writing and, and anything else needed behind the scenes. And what happened in August is another pivot, okay? So what I thought was interesting was I was away for a weekend with my girlfriends, my friends getting married on August 22nd. And so we went away for a bachelorette's weekend and then we came back on the Sunday and we were in Nanaimo. So I just want to share this like a little backstory because it's so interesting how the universe can have such a sick sense of humor. So I'm in Nanaimo and we went to this metaphysical shop and I was looking for Maldivite. I don't know if you've heard of the stone, but it comes from an asteroid and it's just completely skyrocketed, no pun intended, in the you know, crystal world because apparently it has very powerful properties. It can be very disruptive the way that the energy works in terms of like manifesting and removing things from your life that are not serving you. And so it's very expensive as well. And so I go into the shop and I'm like, oh, do you have Maldivite? Like, I'm just curious to see what you have. And she's like, yes, we do. So she brings over this little jar and there's these tiny little pieces of Maldivite in there that are like almost $8. And they're literally smaller than the size of your pinky nail fingernail. Okay. Smaller than that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get a little piece. And then they have these little spiral coils that you can put a crystal in to hang on a necklace. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to create a necklace with Maldivite. And it was funny because the lady brings the jar over and she's like looking at the pieces. And then she's like, oh, what about this one? I was like, oh, I don't know which one you're pointing at. Like you can, you can pick it out for me. And she goes, oh, no, no, no. I don't want to touch this. And I was like, oh my God, like, here we go. This is going to be some crazy experience. And so I ended up picking a piece. We ended up leaving. And my girlfriend, we were talking in the car. There's four of us in the car. And my one girlfriend's like, yeah, like, I really heard the Maldivite is super crazy. You know, like, it can be really disruptive. Like, it's super powerful stone to work with. And I'm, like, sitting there driving us down island. And she's like, but, like, nothing bad's going to happen. I'm just saying that it's, like, a really powerful stone. And in my head, I'm like, I'm fucking here for it. Like, let's do this. Really been feeling like I'm in a generator's plateau. Like, not super inspired to show up my own business. Like, totally just being enthralled with being on a team and, like, enjoying myself there. And I was like, it's fine. Like, let's just see how this is going to go. So that night I get home and I'm sitting on the balcony with my boyfriend and we're chatting and I really love sitting on our little balcony because it's we're east facing so we get to see the sunset and we're sitting there and we're talking about work and we're talking about different things and he looks at me and he goes, you know, do you ever get worried like what if something happens to Eden's business or she like lets people go and I, I just looked at him and I got really frustrated because... I feel that there's a narrative in the world that if you're in a corporate job that you're quote safe 
And sure, you can argue that there's less risk, but also at any point, I think the pandemic is a prime example. People, anyone can get laid off in any moment. Like nothing is promised to you. And so I just looked at him and I said, listen, I don't want to focus on the things that I'm not interested in. And I don't mean that from a lens of like being completely naive and just, you know, a floof and whatever. But I just mean like literally I'm focused on what it is that I want in my life. I'm not going to waste time thinking about the shit that I don't want. And I said, you don't even know you could get laid off tomorrow, honestly. And he's like, yeah, like you're right. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) So we're sitting there hanging out and had that conversation. And then the next morning I had a phone call with Eden and it's interesting because my intuition the week before she had asked me to have a call and I was like I had like a visceral corporate trauma response and I was just brutally honest I was like listen I know we're all having one-on-one calls with you but just so that you know when I get asked to have a one-on-one call in any context I immediately get triggered because of the experiences I've had in the corporate industry and it has just things not ending well she's like no no everything's gonna be fine I was like okay so I really had to like sit with myself for a couple days to release you know my concern and worries and so on and then I went on this bachelorette weekend and so on so Eden and I have this conversation and it was one of the most beautiful transparent conversations that I've experienced in terms of an employment experience that I wish more people could have in their life especially in the corporate industry because it was such an empowering context And the conversation was that Eden had decided that she wanted to take over all of the copywriting and content creation and whatnot with her business and that my contract would be complete the end of August. And it wasn't anything personal. There was no hard feelings at all. And it just, it made sense. Like logically looking at it, which I find really interesting that I can do this considering I don't have my head and Ajna defined. I'm like, yes, if somebody wants to be even more connected with their audience, it is important that their words are the ones coming through. And it doesn't mean that I'm not an incredible copywriter and that I'm not good at what I do, but it's just, it's just not the same. And so it made sense to me. And so it was what I thought was really interesting. There's a couple of things I loved about this conversation was that she really held the space for me and like asked me like, what's coming up for you? Like was really there to emotionally support me. And what shocked me the most was that in the past, when I've been in these types of conversations of, let's say, getting laid off, which here's the humor, can you please, just a side note, remember the conversations and the things that happened the day before this. Maldivite coming in to fuck shit up, conversation with Guillaume on the balcony where I literally said to him, you don't even know you could get laid off tomorrow, and then I get laid off tomorrow. (laughs) Oh man, universe, let me tell you. So anyways, what shocked me the most about this conversation is that I I didn't cry. I didn't get emotional. I was like, oh my God, like immediately my mind went to this is for the highest good of all. Like the universe or Eden like would not fuck me over. Like there's something more here. And so I didn't really have much to say in that conversation. And there was the possibility of me staying on the team to do something else. But long story short, that didn't work out. So things are complete in the end of August. But then it was just me processing all of this and really looking at like, wow, Kayla, you know, you quit your nine to five in September, you drain your tax savings account and just go into like a complete shitstorm for three, four months. You come out of the darkness. It's like absolute 
financial abundance, business abundance. And then now, you know, you kind of go through this generators plateau through July and August, you know, you get comfortable and you just focus on working on Eden's team. And then August comes around. And by the way, this conversation happened on August 8th, which is the Lionsgate portal. So like, can you please be more energetically stimulating than that? And I just really started to look at like, what is the underlying theme here? Like, what is this, right? And it's interesting because about a week later, I did a hypnosis session with my friend Kaylee, who I'm going to be visiting in Florida in early September. If you're following my Instagram, then you're going to see that. And actually, as you listen to this, the week, that first week of September, I will be in Florida with Kaylee and my friend Rachel. So I did a hypnosis session with her because I was just sharing. I was like, yeah, there is a very deep rooted belief inside of me that I cannot do this on my own. Like something always comes to quote, save me. And I can see this pattern now. And we, we even went into this sort of ancestral conversation where I shared that I am the first of my lineage, essentially, to my knowing, especially on my mom's side of the family, to have graduated high school and gone to university and got a degree. And then to be somebody who's seeking to be financially independent in a relationship and not be in a provider, like stay-at-home mom situation. And so this sort of entrepreneurial feminine leadership doesn't exist directly in my world. It's, it's outside of me. It's in the coaching industry. It's in the friendships and the relationships that I made in Toronto, in Victoria and Vancouver, around the world and so on. And so I really started to look at this and I was like, this is so deep. This is not just me having these little surface level self-limiting beliefs of why can't it be sustainable? It's like, it's not even in my genes to know how to create this, you know, or not even that. Let me rephrase that. It's not even in my genes to have this sort of explosive entrepreneurial experience that I've seen in the industry where it's like six figures in the first year of business or, you know, five figure months and so on. Like these things did not come easy to me in my own experience, in my own opinion. Some people might think that, oh, Kayla, you did this really quick. Other people are probably like, I did it in three months. Like, I don't even know what to say to that. But anyways, so I really started to sit with all of this and it just became a really big grieving process because, you know, through that hypnosis, I realized that the biggest thing again, despite me being convinced, it was so interesting. We went deep into this hypnosis and I connected with my inner child and my inner child really wanted to talk to me. And it was just like when I was being guided and it was like, what, like, what is she, what does little Kayla have to say to you? And I just heard the words like, listen, like it was just so fierce, like just listen to me. And I was just like, okay, like this little girl is like schooling me right now. Like what's up? And it was like, listen, you need to trust yourself. And it was interesting because when Kaylee was guiding me through this and this was coming to me intuitively and she asked me to like say out loud, what is it that little Kayla's telling you? And I said that I need to trust myself. And I got so emotional and I started crying because I realized that trusting yourself isn't a one-time deal. 
because when I trusted myself in September is not the same time I trusted myself in March and it's not the same time I trusted myself now in August recording this and releasing these episodes in September. Trusting ourselves is not a one-time fucking deal. It actually evolves. And so this was just so eye-opening. And the other thing that I thought was so fascinating was when this little Kayla inside of me was like, listen, my north node is gate 13, which is the gate of the listener. And so I thought this was so interesting that it was like, in hypnosis, it comes up for me to listen. This is my north node. This is like what I'm moving towards. And also, and I actually did a post on Instagram and I'm going to tag it in the show notes just so you can read through it. But listening is so powerful and it's not the same as hearing okay listening is just seeing between the lines it's he it's hearing the unspoken words of what's not being said louder than the words that are coming out of your own mouth or out of the mouths of your clients or whoever it is that you're talking with and this has been such a big theme for me in my life where I think you may not know this but I'm hearing impaired and I've worn hearing aids since I was five And this theme of listening, I've had to learn how to listen and pay more attention and be patient because I'm literally disadvantaged at hearing. And so I I actually had a conversation with a friend of mine, Julie, a long time ago on my podcast. She's a self-projected projector and we found out we're both hearing impaired. And she said this and I could not believe it. She's like, I feel like because I'm hearing impaired, it's allowed me to be a better listener and a better coach. And I was like, holy shit, I understand this. I get it. And so getting into this hypnosis and going through the situation of being like released from this team and looking at like what's in front of you in September is so much uncertainty. Like what, like, what are you going to do about it? You know, like, how are you, what are you going to, how are you going to listen to yourself, Kayla? How are you going to trust yourself in this new level? And that's really what came through. And I could see how I had thought that I'd gone all the way in in September last year and now it's like full circle almost a year later and it's like you're going full in again it's literally a choice it's not just a one-time thing go full in whatever that looks like for you it's not just a one-time thing it's like an over and over again and it just keeps evolving and so I think that that's what helped me realize like all right Kayla you think that your entrepreneurial experience has been volatile but that's what your soul has been asking for you being able to share your story and be so fucking real and honest and not have this like, oh yeah, my business has just increased and been stable every single month over and over again. It's like, well, actually here's my horrendous pitfall of like the winter of 2021 into the spring of 2022 and going into the fall again of 2022 and feeling like I'm losing everything. And it's just really fascinating. And the other thing that happened too was that it was so funny. My intuition knew this was coming too. I had had this conversation with Eden. There's a lot of processing and just like releasing and, and wrapping things up from a place of empowerment. And I'm still going to be support coaching in the SSCC live round starting in September. So that'll be in the show notes. So I'm not going to talk about it right now. But the same week that I had this conversation with Eden, I was like really looking at myself in the eyes and like, hey, what are you doing next? I had this intuitive hit to connect with my assistant and we had a conversation. I was like expressing my love for her and everything. And I was like, I just need to know if you're good to keep continuing together because, you know, there'd been some things that had happened in the last couple of months, like personally for both of us and whatnot. And I was like, 
if the universe is going to hit me with shit, it's not going to be this bleed out in the next coming weeks. It's going to be all at once and I'm going to deal with it and move on. And we had agreed to go separate ways. So I was like, my ego was literally freaking out. It was like, okay, you lose a main source of income. You're not going to be part of this incredible team anymore. You, you and your assistant are going parting ways right now. You, Kayla, are all alone. Are you going to make this happen? Or are you going to go back into the chapter of looking for a nine to five? Like, let me tell you people, these are the thoughts that have been swarming my head the entire month of August. And I'm just sitting here recording this and I, it's so funny how what comes up for me is like, oh no, you're going back to where you were. Like there's this fear of repeating patterns and fucking up and I'm going to have to force things. And, you know, having, having human design as a tool and seeing this, my core wound is 34, the shadow is force. When I can tell I'm forcing things, I will stop. I will restrain myself, which is the gift of the 50-second gene key, which is my culture sphere. And so having human design as a tool now and seeing like, okay, why am I frustrated? Understanding, okay, are you initiating things, Kayla? Or are you doing things that you love doing? And so what I've really been doing this whole month is I had this idea for alignment alchemy back in the spring, but it just didn't quite feel like the right time yet. But I love the name. I love the name Alignment Alchemy for the series, for the mastermind, because it's it literally is about alchemizing your energy into alignment, no matter what the fuck you're dealing with. And that's it. And so this has really been what I've been playing with. And even the, as I, the time that I record this, it's just like there's still so much that I'm processing. And I know that more will unfold in the coming weeks, but it's like this journey being an entrepreneur is is not we think it's like we think it's goal oriented like there's like certain deadlines like certain things that we're gonna hit and yeah you can consider the milestones when you hit certain money a certain number of clients certain amount of downloads followers and so on but the reality is it never really stops so how do you actually know if you've hit a goal if it never really stops it just keeps going right? So it's like, okay, how can you alchemize your energy and everything that you've been through with unconditional love? Like it's just meant to be a part of your life, no matter what it looks like, whether it makes you want to pull your hair out and scream or like cry happy tears, whatever it is, how can you alchemize all of this into how it's designed to support you and your dreams and your vision? And this is really what I, what everything is boiled down to is I have been shocked I've definitely been crying a lot more in August than I have in the last several months just because of not being part of the team, like losing certain privileges and whatnot around having this opportunity of working with other people and being supported by other people. But also it's been so eye-opening to notice how naturally my design shows up. I have fear motivation. And so because there is so much uncertainty in the future, I've been very motivated and I probably like created and pumped out 
more things than a normal person would because I have had an undefined root center. So it's like I go to a cafe to work and I'm going to do an insane amount of shit that might take people two weeks, but I can do it in like three hours because I'm so efficient and know where things need to go. And I think that that's also my defined G center. Let's be organized. What's the direction that we're going in? How do we want to identify with this? My open throat being like, Kate, we're going to write all of these things. It's going to flow out of you in the most beautiful way possible. And then my Seiko is just going to fucking give her for three hours. And then by the end of the day, I'm completely exhausted and satisfied to go to sleep. And so these are the things that I'm paying attention to is my energy. My energy through the journey of what it's been like since I quit my nine to five. And how do I know if I'm in alignment or not? And what can I leverage with my design? And where do I need to like back off? Right. So one thing I know right now is having an undefined head and open Ajna is to not be on Instagram scrolling and looking at how other people's businesses are doing, because that's really going to put me in my not self and I'll be driven by logic rather than my sacral. So despite the chaos that I felt I've endured in my experience of quitting my nine to five, and it's so interesting because I think we really do underestimate how much we grow, even if we feel like we're falling back into a pattern. Because when I look back, you know, the versions of me when I've been laid off in the past or things have not worked out, like just the complete train wreck. I don't see myself going to that point anymore because like I said, I was willing to hold myself when I was completely broken and uncertain and unsure and frustrated to know that I'm not going to die from that right? And I think the other things too, if I'm going to be very logical, is that I learned, and there's some freedom in this, which is kind of ironic. I learned that it doesn't matter. Like the last few months, I've been incredibly happy. I felt calm. I felt grounded. Things were stable. It was just, it was incredible. And I learned that just because you're grateful for something in your life and just because you're happy doesn't mean you're promised anything. It doesn't mean that it can't be taken away from you. And I don't mean to say this to be a negative Nelly or a negative Nancy, whatever you want to call it. I'm saying this because that's part of being fucking human. And I think that sometimes there's a toxicity in the personal development world where it's constantly the spiritual bypassing of like, oh my God, your dog died. Like, let's just tap our way into feeling better about it. When it's actually like, how about you just hold yourself where you're at. And if you want to eat a whole bucket of ice cream and like snot cry while watching Disney movies for four days on your couch, you can do that and then tap later. You know, like I feel like that's the the part that's like not being spoken of enough in the coaching world is like really looking at how can you support yourself and and so what I realized too in that is like nothing is promised to you doesn't matter how grateful you are it doesn't matter if you're a good person you know I know that you have seen people in life that have passed away way earlier than you would expect they're good people they didn't deserve that or people who have health issues or have experienced trauma and assault it's it's fucking shitty but it happens and there's always something so beautiful that can come out of it as well if you're willing to walk through it. And so that's really been so eye-opening for me. And there's been freedom. The reason why there's been freedom in this concept of like nothing is promised to you, Kayla, 
you know, especially it's just so funny having that conversation with my boyfriend, like, oh, you could get laid off tomorrow and then I get laid off tomorrow. It's like, well, if nothing's promised to you and you can lose anything at any moment, there's really no reason not to live your life to the fullest because you can't fail. And yeah, it could be taken away from you, but then what, am I just going to spend the rest of my life living in fear that it's just not going to work out and that I shouldn't go big or I shouldn't go all out there because I'm just going to lose it anyways? Like, it's a real open Ajna, very simultaneously holding multiple perspectives perspective to contemplate that. But I think that there can be freedom in that where it, it'll come back to, okay, if the only constant thing is change, then how am I going to support myself through that? If the only thing I can control is how I feel or how I give myself unconditional love and compassion, how can I focus on that? And that's really where I've been finding freedom because now it's almost like it doesn't matter what happens in my business. It doesn't matter if I have zero one-on-one clients right now or if no one signed up for the last thing I launched or if I have a 15K month, I'm still the same person. I have all my experience. I'm super fucking transparent. And I'm like, okay, so if I lost everything, what would I do? I would just start again and not make it mean anything. And so these are just some of the things that I wanted to share while I'm still in the midst of processing this new chapter and also just being really excited and looking at even though in June and July I didn't really show up that much in my business and it was just I felt like I was in a generator's plateau and now I'm extremely motivated by my fear motivation and all the things I just shared. It's just very important to give yourself the space to process and to trust yourself. And trusting yourself is going to constantly evolve. So even if you feel like you've trusted yourself to the max, there's always going to be the next thing to trust yourself for. And so it's also been me trusting myself to share my story, even if no one listens, because I need to hear it. You need This is how you can recognize yourself. Sharing your story, listening to yourself, or putting yourself in the environments where you know you're going to be supported and not tolerate anything less than that. So that, my friends, has been my experience of quitting my 9 to 5. And what has happened in the last 11 months, basically. And so I know at this point I'll never quit and that, yeah, there might be times where things do not work out at all, where things are exploding. And I think that's a little bit more human than what I've ever seen consistently portrayed on on social media. And so I'm like, wow, Kayla, despite feeling disadvantaged or maybe like you're doing less than other people, I actually have such a privilege to share my story and I think everyone deserves to share their story. That's something that having interviewed at this point probably like 80 people on this podcast channel, I can promise you every single person always underestimates the medicine in their story. And it kind of breaks my heart, to be honest. I get so inspired by other people and no matter who you are and what you've achieved, even if you quote, think it's less than someone else, you still have an incredible story. And I just want to inspire people to show up and share. So that's it. I've talked for almost an hour straight. It's absolutely insane. And if you're still listening, thank you. And I hope that, I deeply hope that you're inspired and that you've just, you know, you're getting the magic and whatever it is that you need from this recording today to really look at 
your own life and your own entrepreneurial journey and be like, oh my God, how can I come back to trusting myself? Like, what does that look like? Like really contemplating this because I believe that is the foundation over anything. Like fucking marketing and posts on social media and the algorithm and whatever. If you're speaking your truth and you're happy with what you're saying and you're being fucking real with yourself, your success is inevitable. That's what I think leads to inevitable success is that level of authenticity. So the next episode is going to be freaking juicy. I'm going to be talking with my partner. He's never been on my channel and it's going to be so good. You're going to see the behind the scenes of what it's like human design and corporate space in our relationship. And it's just another example of embodiment in you know, the world of human design and gene keys and entrepreneurship and relationships and all the things like real life examples, not just information. And of course, I want to invite you check in the show notes, there'll be a link to download there's a reflection book with prompts for all of the episodes in this alignment alchemy series. And of course, I invite you to get on the wait list for the alignment alchemy mastermind, the cart will open on September 12th until the 16th, we start on the 19th. All the details are there for you in the show notes. If you want to check out the pricing, all the things. I'm like so transparent. You probably know this by now. So thank you for listening. And if this episode resonates with you, I would love to hear from you. And I want to hear your takeaways and your own breakthroughs that you got from hearing this. So thank you so much for listening. And I will chat with you in the next episode.